0: What is up, listeners? <laughs> I just I just scared Matt a little bit. I came it a little hot. Uh, my name is Zach, uh, your host of Theology of Plain Men this week. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm joined by Matt, um, who might need to go change his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I had the volume cranked at 10. Let's go. Uh, and also joined by our very old friend, Grandpa Andre. How's it going, Grandpa? It's good. Uh, So, fun fact about Andre Nelson: Um, he I don't know how fun it is. No, but it's a fact. Uh, He's an 85 year old man. (laughs) Um, uh, Which this is coming from a guy who definitely is an 85 year old man. In myself, if you ever hear me walk down a hallway, um, (laughs) you you hear the creaks. Yeah, I I I crackle as I move. Um my coworkers like joke about it because when I walk through the cubicle area at work, it's uh, it's like quiet, it's a pretty quiet area, and everyone can hear me just like pop, 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 pop is like my ankles and knees and things. So coming from me, who who is an old man, all this is say I'm an old man. Uh, Andre can't record a couple of podcasts on a Monday night without getting in a power nap before yeah, it's late, okay? To be, it's eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's eight Sorry o'clock. That. Everybody, eight o'clock on a Monday night. It's it's not late. Well, but, dinner was like four hours ago for him. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, uh, how you guys doing? It's been a minute.
1: Yeah, yeah. As we took a, we took a couple of weeks off there. Um, the
0: listeners don't care. I mean, you know, we've yeah. been we've yeah. been putting these out every week. We've got some Pretty padding setting, anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: here in Minnesota. It's uh it's seventy degrees, which means that everyone's just lit up right now. Man, it takes, we, we don't have much of the year that's 70 plus, right? Like maybe, maybe half the year, probably not. Oh, not quite half. Not no quite way. half.
0: Yeah. No. And we're getting it, it's it's late March right now, so. Yeah, uh, this is a freebie. We're on fire. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, there. I mean, any given year you could have like a foot of snow on the ground still at this point. So, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. went for the first time this year, maybe for the first time ever, we took Harper. It's, uh, it's our little, uh, almost you know, coming up on two-year-old daughter. Um, we took her to a park today, which is wild. She can like climb around yeah. on a park. And do park stuff. Do park things. Yeah. Parkour. Well, no. Okay. Not no, that. I tried. Okay. <laughs> All right. But anyways, that means yours truly 85-year-old man is feeling it cuz he was crawling. Did all you bring around. your newspaper to the park? I, I should have. Yeah. I should have. That would have been in character. It would have, but I had to You better to, believe I would have had my newspaper. I had to, to chase park. I had to chase the t- the 2-year-old okay. around the the park. So. All right. All right, boys. What are we talking about today?
1: We're talking about finances. Um, Boo.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was actually a very fitting <laughs> intro anecdote for uh, a, a topic that you would expect your dad to lecture you about uh, it really is but that's yeah, we're, we're, we're doing. the right people yeah. to
0: talk to you we're about gonna, finances. we're gonna see you
2: guys down for a talk
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um no we thought it would be good to talk about why finances is an important thing for the christian to be aware of and mature about and and um sensitive to the way that the bible speaks to finances and and you know what god would have us do with our finances i you know i think as as with a lot of topics and things that we talk about on tpm basically we take the assumption that you shouldn't just be indifferent or or ambivalent towards really any topic frankly every almost every aspect of life probably deserves some consideration with regard to the right way um a, a way that honors god and that is is at least conscious of the way that he has set things up to be. And I, and I think it's very easy for us to um, see how finances fits into that, because it is resources, it is, a, it is a really powerful thing that we have, tool that we have, you know, to show what our values are. Um, you know, it's often said that Jesus talks about money as a topic in the New Testament more than any other topic, right? Isn't that true? Is That true? I thought he talked about hell more than the other topic. Oh, really? I well, I is don't is know bad. why you're. Why? <laughs> Welcome to TPM, where we know 50. <laughs> like percent no, no, no. Okay, so maybe what it's not. To oh, Matt's gonna look it up really quick. I always thought it was money, uh, and, and like wealth. You know, like it is easier for a man to go through the eye of. I have a needle. A camel? Nope. Got it. Okay. okay. It is easier cool. for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a wealthy man to enter. Heaven. Uh this is what comes to mind. But I but I know there's a bunch of other ones. I'm just stalling here until Matt finds something.
2: Okay, so the, the first article that comes up is what did Jesus teach most about hint it's not money.
1: <laughs> oh <laughs> wow. So uh, I went hook, line, and
2: sinker oh. for the the I, I can't give any any credit. I I have I barely skimmed this article. I've got number one ranking as uh, the kingdom slash God. <laughs> Sweet. Uh Number two is faith and salvation. Number three, we get an honorable mention for hell. So okay. that okay. might be only half a point above where yeah. Andre was. Yeah. So we both uh, face plant on
1: that one. Oh, that's that's funny that that's like a misconception. Gosh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> a little just, late on the yeah, misconception. You just you just series. got out a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um what are your guys' initial thoughts when when you know we say finances? What do you have any like really trigger reactions to that or
2: So, I uh, I I I love talking about finances. I'm I'm very I- involved in uh managing and and thinking about the future in terms of financing uh finances and digging in. I I mean, I'm I'm probably checking on this stuff a couple times a week just because I'm um, my wife and I are saving up for a house right now, and um, we're putting everything we can at it. Um, so I'm, I feel like multiple times a day I'm thinking about this, and I'm talking to people about it. So right now, in this stage of my life, uh, I don't i don't flinch at all in terms of talking about top, uh, the topic of finances. But for a long time, I did. Um, and I know, especially for some other people that are very close to my life, finances is not something that's fun to talk about for a few reasons. One, it's kind of boring, right? And that's something I hope we can try to stay away from as much as possible. This is kind of a boring subject for a lot of people. It's talking about accounting or doing a budget. We're not going to talk about interest rates. Interest rates is not a part of this. Uh, Okay, we'll do a follow-up one then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But two, I think that a lot of people have bad experiences with finances, right? So, for instance, if you grow up in a household where finances is never talked about unless it's stressful— um, you probably don't like to talk about finances, because you you probably envision um, for your parents waiting for the next paycheck or fighting about money, right? I think money's the number one cause of uh, divorce in America, Duh. other than hell. <laughs> oh boy, uh, we're on with our stats tonight. So. Um, I I guess personally, I, I'm all about it, but I understand that a lot of people, probably a lot of people who clicked on the link to listen to this, um, it's, it's probably not something that's super fun and at the top of your mind to think about. And we're going to try to convince you that it's something that is worth thinking about, one, if for being a resource, <laughs> and two,
0: um, because it matters. Zach, what do you think? So, here's the deal, you guys. I am... I am that person who just wouldn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Let me be very clear. Be honest about it. Um so here is I'm going to get real with you guys cuz I think maybe there's someone out there who has the same experience that I do. Um and and I know that I've I've fall too far off to the wrong side of this thing. Um and I'll talk about that, but I have I would say that I have an addictive personality. That's just something that I'm like I get I get, really, I get addicted to things really easily. I, I was sure you meant that people
2: get addicted to your personality. Oh. <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> no. kind of the first thing that came to mind for me, too.
0: No, I mean, I guess maybe that's the wrong phrasing then. I feel like I have a tendency to, like, latch on to things and obsess over them, um, whether that's a hobby. Um, growing up, it was, you know, different. You know, you know, my school was a big part of that, you know, obsessing over that and fretting about things. Um, and... So finances has been that to me, especially, you know, when we were coming out of college and, you know, there was debt and we were getting married and we were trying to figure out how to do all this thing between Ashley and I, um, that I swung and tend to swing just so far the other direction because I don't. I just don't want to worry about it. Like, I don't want that to have a stranglehold on my life, which is true. I, you know, even those people who say finances is really important, you should care about it a lot. Like, Matt, you would say it still shouldn't have a stranglehold on your life. You would still agree with that. Absolutely. So, I think I so badly want to be free of the stress of finances that I just let myself say, well, you can't take it with you. So, I'm going to do my best. And after that, who really cares? So I, I know I personally far, fall too far on the side that is you, you not, of not caring and, and at times I would say being irresponsible.
1: I mean, maybe it's too far for the average person, like maybe the average listener. But I think the fact that you know that about yourself and that's kind of the compensation that you make is probably an OK thing. Like it might not actually be too far for you because obviously you have that balanced view that acknowledges that, this is important. It's not like you're writing it off completely.
0: There, there are times in my life oh. where I've written it off completely. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll be real with you here. I, I've had many
2: conversations with Zach that uh, he, he developed a catchphrase <laughs> about this in terms of his... Fin- Zach is a certified financial advisor. He's not really, but he could be with this. Zach, what's your catchphrase
0: around money? Spend that cheddar. He can't take it with you. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that is not professional financial advice. Uh, do not take it as such... That's bad advice. Yeah. There's but there here's my thing, and this is where I'm gonna kick it over. I'm talking too much, but you know, whatever. So there is a like there is a sliver of truth to that though, of, of that mentality of like spend that cheddar, you can't take it with you. There's there is a nugget in there where at the core of it, and if I'm being optimistic about myself, at the core of it, it's you know, this is not of supreme importance. In fact, this is, you know, pales in comparison to truly the riches of glory that I have waiting for me in heaven. So there is there is truth there. So as we go through this, we are going to land in a position that says finances matter and that they matter to God. Um, that said, <laughs> they matter so much less than the kingdom of heaven then salvation then 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 souls um that's there's just so that that's why like that's where the truth is in that line of thinking that so i'm going to defend myself for a minute right after i you know tell you all really how terrible of a financial advisor i am uh but that's maybe that's kind of where i'm coming from into this conversation so
2: yeah <laughs> you just jumped to a bit of application that I think is good so let's hold on to that and, and pocket it for a little bit the the idea that put a pin in that one put a pin in that one so yeah hundred percent um and I think the answer here is really gonna be that there's a big old swath of gray area in terms of how to how to handle finances and what to do so um knowing that's the the target we're shooting for I, I do want to spend a little time hitting on. Um, you know, convince me, convince me that finances is something that is well, no, convince Zach that's, uh, that <laughs>
0: yeah, Let's be real. You don't need to convince
2: yeah. me. Convince me. Convince Zach that finances is something that um is is worth putting time into. Um, and I feel bad making a, a an archetype character out of that for you, but or maybe the listener um who who really
0: just doesn't care. Why they why does
2: it matter in, in the first place? They don't call
0: me straw man Zach for nothing.
1: <laughs> well, they sure don't. <laughs> Well, you asked the question, and Zach is the recipient. So I feel like I need Talk to, to me, baby. give the answer. Just give the solution. Um, no, that's not what this is going to be. I think so. I alluded to in that little opening that it's like a powerful tool, finances. And I think maybe that's where some of the answer lies. We live in a society, a world that has. You know, uses money as a way of um, just organizing the world and making more efficient uh, the idea of, like, providing for yourself. You know, so if you go, like, historically, if you go back, before there was money, you literally had to grow the food that you ate so that you could not starve to death. And, and then we specialized and, you, and we developed currency so that somebody could build houses. And get money and then pay the person who just spends their whole time farming to eat food. So then at that moment, money became a tool to do things. And I think from that point on, everything was changed because there's this, yeah, it's just like a really, really unique concept of having this object, this resource, this material thing that represents your Uh, desires and your values Um, and so like you know at the very minimum you value staying alive right you value eating putting food on the table for yourself and your family but then as soon as you have a little bit of excess you have the possibility of showing the fact that you value entertainment the fact that you value other people if you're giving that money away or providing for yet somebody else and so it just opens up this avenue for showing other people and showing yourself what those values are and and now and so like i you know and as i tell this story i'm imagining like a very early civilization situation and now now you know every friday there's a bigger number in our little electronic thing than there was the day before and you know sure you're paying bills you're buying groceries you're doing the things but It's just—it's so abstract, and so I think that's why it's a big temptation to be very um, dismissive about your money and to just do whatever first comes to mind because it's this abstract thing that's out there while—whereas in reality, it's a representation of your values and of what's important to you. Um, The phrase, put your money where your mouth is, is a good expression of that.
2: Can can I go into that for just a second? And I wasn't going to go here. But I just, Brian Silver, my pastor at Hope Lower Town, just told us this Sunday what the, the analogy the oh, right. behind that is. Really? Apparently, back in the day, they used to sell toads as a medicinal cure for illness. And some of them would be poisonous toads. So <laughs> uh, the, the people buying them would make the birchins put the toads in their mouth, to put their money where their mouth is to prove that their product was worth buying. Oh, my gosh. Fun fact. Um, That's really weird. that is really weird indeed,
0: but no, <laughs> so the application from this podcast, oh, don't no. <laughs> suck on toads unless the person you're buying it from does it first.
2: I, I don't see how we can get any more applicable than that. That's yeah. as good as it gets, yeah. but I, I love where you're going with the, the idea. And, and this is something that I, I think just really for, um, for me clicked, um, a while back about finances and why it's important. It is a resource, right? At the end of the day, it's a tool. And that's all. So, yeah, there are people and it's very, very, very easy to get lost in the, the ideology of money because money gets you things and people lust after material things. And we can get into that if we want. But um, if you look at money as a tool, I think it it scares people a lot less than than just this ethereal idea of a resource in general um and it helps you understand what 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 was the tool for it's to serve a purpose it's to get a job done right and what what do you want to do with that so do you want to buy a house great do you want to buy something great but what else can you do with it if you take care of your finances and are methodical throughout your life you can give a lot of money away i'm speaking to the american right now the general american you can do a lot of good with that as well so for me um, and, and my wife and what we're doing, we want that to always be a motivation in front of us. So if we're going to pursue financial stewardship and um, effectively growing, growing money and wealth throughout our life, what is the purpose of doing that? Is it to get into an amazing house? I sure hope not. Is it to buy everything we've ever wanted? Absolutely not. Because when it turns into that, probably before that even, it's become an idol for us. And we're worshiping money and we're not worshiping God. And we're putting that ahead of it. So... um I, I guess I took two different paths there, but don't be afraid to talk about money just because of the harm it can and does tend to do. Look at it for what it can do in terms of the good because amazing things have been done by people who've been outrageously generous with their money, and that's a chance for us, especially for those of us who are young and early in our careers and lives, we have a chance to make huge impacts on people,
0: and that's something to consider. So that's I want to sit on that for a second because I also think that... um the The more this is somewhere, the more important you think money is, the harder it is to come to that realization, though matt. when when money is anything more than a tool to you, it is getting over the hump of wanting to just give that to someone is so hard to do hmm. because you're totally right. You can do boatloads of good, right? Especially the three of us in this room, the situation we're in, is bonkers compared to human history Mm -hmm. right oh my god and we have an opportunity to do so 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 much but if money is this lifeblood to you like if it's so important to you that like it consumes you and consumes your life you're getting over the hump of i'm keep knocking my own cable down god you think i've never done a podcast before holy cow i'm a rookie um and I talk with my hands a lot right now, <laughs> so um, I lost what I thought. If if you can't get over that hump of this is so important, you're just you're not going to be able to see the good you can do, and that's maybe where <laughs> Matt and I we talked about this before. Matt was like hearing some of the things I was saying. He's like, "Oh, I think I disagree with you on this." I'm like, "No, you don't. We're going to land at the same spot because <laughs> this is where we land. We're like, yeah, it is a tool, but it is." like that is the pinnacle of what it is it gets no more value than that it has it has no more value in my life than is merely an item of the flesh of this world that can be used for good right god god will use it and will accomplish things for his kingdom with it as a tool but that's that's all it is it it deserves no more in my opinion uh, you guys could disagree with. it deserves no more space in your life than is purely a tool
1: okay i have something i want to throw out there as a as a use of money as a utility of money that i think is really contentious that might spark a little bit of debate so i think a big thing in the financial planning world is the idea of protection so setting aside savings so that you have protection against something happening in the future you getting injured or being out of work or whatever it is and doing that in a way you know whether it's life insurance or whether it's just saving you know cash or whatever and and so but i think part of the issue with money is the or part of the threat of idolatry is like trusting in money over trusting in god for protection and for being okay and for being provided for and so on. But at the same time using financial planning using that sort of kind of wisdom and knowledge one couldn't couldn't could one not make the argument that well that's you know knowledge that is made available to you and that could be a path of wisdom to make those plans and to prepare in that way could you not also make the opposite argument that like no you're if you're trying to cover yourself for every possible scenario financially that's that's taking god's hands off the wheel is there anything there or yeah there there's does, a lot. doesn't that feel a little bit like i don't know exactly well which? and and there's been a wide wide discussion
2: on this throughout the last couple hundred years of christianity right so in the 171800s um 1800s, especially, there was a big, big movement in Christian mission work um, and, and some successful, like incredibly successful mission work done by people throughout um, primarily Africa and Asia. Um, and, and there was a big movement during this time where they intentionally did not fundraise anything, they purely relied on God. And they, they looked at that as a source of uh, faith and commitment to God that if it was their calling, God would choose to supply them every need. They would never ask for a single penny and God changed the world because of them. And for a long time, especially the little stint in my uh, college years, I was like super um, infatuated with this idea. But at the same time, I, I kind of came to a different conclusion that, you know, yes, I, I believe there probably are people who are called to that that type of life. But there are also um, a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about stewardship and talk about being responsible and being wise, like you were saying at the cool. end. So, um, yeah, I think that might be the case for some people where if you get insurance, maybe that's totally to do it to, like, mitigate any need for faith. That I don't think that's the case for most people. I think that's being responsible and taking care of your future, right? So I'm going to throw in a Bible verse here. First Timothy 5, 8, reading from the ESV says, If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for the members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So there's there's a real responsibility to put on people, especially the head of a household, that you are to take care of your, especially if you're uh, in a family. People rely on you, and and that actually does matter. It does have consequences, and, and God looks at at the resources being used wisely as uh, a means of faith in itself.
0: So I feel like I'm gonna argue the the side of the argument that I'm I haven't been on so far, but there is a serious folly in what you just in the way you presented it, where. Um, not
1: what you presented but the way you No, presented. it it is. Ouch. It
0: is it's the way No, I'll it's take it. cool yeah. cuz it's the way you said it. Cuz you in, in the way you presented it, you almost made this base assumption that God wasn't present in the person who planned for their finances. Right? Sure. And yeah. and the yeah. the analogy I'm going to make is to is to worship. So I'm I'm a worship leader. So
1: saw <laughs> so that coming a mile away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. Th- this will make sense when we get there. So I remember being at a conference with a whole bunch of other worship leaders and we were, it was a part of crew and the director of crew's worship ministry. He was the director for like a couple of decades of crew's worship ministry. And someone asked the question, um, how do you balance planning with letting the Holy Spirit kind of just guide you through and, and on like on the fly and being spontaneous and just letting the spirit lead you? How do you balance those two things? Um, and this guy like chuckled because he said, and this, I will, I will take this. They should put this on my tombstone because it is the motto I live by as a worship leader is God and the, or the Holy Spirit specifically will work just as much in planning as he will on the fly. So there's almost this folly in the assumption that if I'm planning, that is not God and if I am just riding by the seat of my pants that is God when in reality God works in both of those so I think I just think the way almost like the way we talk about that conversation it's like we it's like if we have finances okay well then you don't have God and if you're flying by the seat of your pants well that's the holy route because you have faith Uh, and that's just nonsense
2: so good Zach and that's exactly where I wanted to go with this because we've shown two different people so far right we've shown one who doesn't care about their finances, probably just because whatever, but they don't want to make too big of a deal of it. And we showed someone else who is um, very uh, particular about their finances, want to grow, maybe for some good reasons, but often probably falls into the trap of idolatry and focus of it. And I, I don't think those are the only ones. And I think exactly what you brought up is that people often don't prepare because they've already fallen into a love of money and a desire for it in such a way where they're seeking immediate gratification. And so don't let that be something we miss out on either, because I think that's a lot of reason why some people choose not to take care of their finances or want to go into in the first place, because that's a, delay, that's a delayed gratification, and um, I, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to do that, um, but I, I don't want to just look at people who are successful and say they, they did it because they wanted to keep it all for themselves, and then look at people who weren't successful and say the opposite, right? Because maybe they already took it all for themselves. And you can't put any box around this. Everyone's got their own life. Everyone's in a different situation. And it's important to note, this doesn't apply exactly the same, right? There's different scales to which it's going to apply, um, depending on a lot of different um, attributes in your life. But it, it matters, because God tells us to to be a steward of the, the small uh, before he um, gives us more responsibility. And that applies in a lot of different areas in life. Um, so I, I think we've hit on a lot of good stuff today, right? We've hit on um, the the fact that it's a resource, it's a tool. We've hit on the the motivation behind it, kind of where to where to go with it. So help me out, guys. What what's the application? What's the conclusion of this? G- give me your final thoughts.
1: I would say, and I'm trying to come up with something like an action an action item for the listener. Are you gonna put a post-it other on than here? a post-it note? that's my big that's my big challenge to myself in this (laughs) iteration of the podcast is applications that don't involve post-it notes on mirrors
2: 3m you're welcome to sponsor
1: yeah you're you're welcome to sponsor this andre's Andres application i'd bring that back in a heartbeat if we got (laughs) some sponsorship dollars this
0: is the 3m andre nelson (laughs) that sounds good (laughs) application oh man
1: that's good um No, I let's see. I would so I'm gonna introduce one other thing quick as part of my application, and that is that finances is an awkward thing to talk about with sometimes your family or your friends. That's literally all I'm gonna say. I would challenge a person to a listener to talk about your finances with one of your close friends.
0: You suck. I was literally going to come out of left oh, is that field what you're gonna with say? with exactly what I was going to say. Oh, interesting. <sighs> Keep talking. <laughs> the po-
2: The posted application is still open for you, Zach. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, we could just switch roles for this time. Um, no, because you always have good applications, and I always not anymore. I don't. Points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think have you know dive into that challenging conversation with a close friend, a trusted friend, and say, you know, this is i don't know just explore that with them you know and have some some community processing of what your values are and what your your heart attitude is towards money because i think that would reflect what we arrived at with all of this is it's it's ultimately where your heart is in these decisions and in these attitudes towards money um it's less less so about exactly what you do um, or exactly where you fall on that spectrum um and and then and then also think about whether or not you're acknowledging God's presence in in the planning and in the trusting, you know, as the alternatives.
0: So I'm gonna cop out a little bit on my application and expand on Andre's application. Beautiful. Um, I think a reason why we don't talk with other people about it is because it's really easy for pride to seep in when you start talking about specificity of finances with those around you. Um, so I think just out of not wanting to damage a relationship or to let pride get in, it. I think we just avoid it. Um, and a, a good friend of of TPM, uh, former TPMer, uh, Brad Gustafson. Um, maybe someday again TPMer, we'll see. We'll see if we we'll come. See if he comes around. Uh, like he challenged us in a conversation once. Like there's no good reason why it's so taboo to talk about finances. Like let's humble ourselves a little bit, recognize that we have each other's best in mind. And then on the flip side, you have to actually have each other's best in mind and not just talk about finances for the sake of trying to one up each other, but actually be there for the people around you and be humble and, and actually like get specific about your finances. Cause when it kind of lives in this mystery world, it's really easy for it to fester and become an idol. But if you get specific and you involve people in your life, I think it 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 can it can put money back in its place a little bit easier. So, I guess more expanding on Andre, be humble and get specific as well. Those are those are incredible
2: application points. Um yeah. Thanks, guys. That's helpful for me, honestly, to hear. Um, and, and I think I'm going to wrap that up with the idea of um, the fact, and this is going to be building off of Zach's point, but it, it is important to talk about. I, I'm going to argue strongly that um, we, we have more of a problem of us not caring about finances in our culture than we do caring too much about them um genuinely T- take me up on that afterward but I-, I think there's a far bigger issue in people not caring and not stewarding and not taking care of themselves and others than we are putting too much focus on it so um especially you know our demographic so y- even though we have two self-proclaimed 80 olds in the, in this <laughs> podcast we're we're mid-20 guys um you know we're millennials and a lot of our our culture doesn't um subscribe to to taking care of themselves financially and others so Care about it. The Bible is clear. God cares about it. It cares. Um, he cares that we we are good stewards of His resources, and that's what I want to end with. They're His, so we take care, and that's what stewarding means. It means that you're not really the owner of it. You're taking care of someone else's resources. It's God's, so there's there's no pride to be found in whether you're a millionaire or whether you're um, impoverished. Either way, um, there's there's no pride to be had because you you take care of what. Um, what God has given you and you do your best out of that to to glorify him and to advance his kingdom so use it as a tool take care of yourself um, and always check why are you doing it and make sure it's for the glory of God
0: well I came into this podcast hating everything about it but I actually thought it ended up pretty good I think we did all right uh, so I hope this truly, you know, I hope to listen, I hope you got something out of this. Um, If you did enjoy it, consider sharing it with someone, share it with a friend, Uh, make sure to mash that subscribe button on whatever platform you happen to catch this on. Uh, Leave us a review as well. If you're super interested, let us know how we're doing. Uh, You can always reach out to us directly uh, at theologyofplainmen at gmail.com. I hope our verbal processing was edifying for you. Have a great week.